For the Love of a Woman by the Carnivorous Muffin and Vanelle, based on the works of Stephanie Meyer. Chapter 3. Got a new idea, Leech? Jacob demanded. No. Edward said, but he wasn't looking at Jacob. Instead, he was staring at the wall, at one of Vampire Mom's weird pieces of art. He wasn't even blinking, his expression unnaturally intense, just as it had been when they had left Bella's. Needless to say, they were back in Vamp Central. After Plan B, seduced Bella with sexy gaze, it'd been pretty easy to figure out just where Bella had disappeared to. She hadn't exactly tried to be subtle. She'd turned on the kitchen faucet and started washing dishes, even though, you know, it was the middle of the night. Barely audible over the sound of the faucet was her heart racing and measured breathing, caught every so often in her chest. Jacob had moved towards the door to go down and talk to her, maybe wash the dishes for her and to remind her that he's a guy who does the dishes. But Edward had caught him by the arm. No impulse interactions. We can't afford one wrong move, Jake. He'd said. They'd ended up giving Bella her bedroom back and going back to Edward's house before she went to sleep on the couch. And now they were right back where they started. The only difference being that Jake had now sucked face with a leech. This didn't feel like progress. Edward closed his eyes, slowly in consternation. You knew this wouldn't be an instant fix, Jacob. He said. I know Bella, Jacob pointed out. You know Bella. She doesn't change her mind about anything. We are dead in the water, my blood-sucking friend. Just because we're not instantly successful doesn't mean we're failing. Jacob, this plan is... it's delicate. It requires patience and commitment if we are to succeed. He said. He said it with just a hint of condensation in his tone, too. As if he hadn't just masterminded a plan to break into his fiancé's room to make out with a hot dude and make her cry. Jacob gave him a look. Commitment, huh? That why you use tongue? He was starting to suspect Edward wasn't actually as good at persuading people as he thought he was. Well, he'd won over Bella, miraculously. God only knew how he'd managed that, but seeing at least this much in action. Why had Bella chosen this guy again? I got her to marry me, didn't I? Edward deflected, looking extremely huffy, as well as downright embarrassed. Left unspoken was that, apparently... That ticket for marriage had required him railing Bella to death. So sure. All right, Leech. Guess you won that one, except now you're desperately trying to weasel out of your end of the bargain. Not that Jacob was complaining, he reminded himself. Edward's eyes narrowed, but he didn't say anything. Right, Jacob sighed. What's plan C? Edward pursed his lips. There is no plan C. Jacob gaped at him. Wait, that's it? They were just going to step back and... Wait for Bella to come around and text them a time and a place? Just yesterday morning had been one thing. That, angry as he was, at least had been a final goodbye and farewell. If this wasn't going anywhere, did that mean his last conversation with Bella, the last time he saw her, was him sticking his tongue down Cullen's throat? That was her final image of him? Jacob looked at Edward with suspicion. Cullen had never seemed entirely stupid. Arrogant, sure, but not stupid. Had this been the plan the entire time? Make sure Bella doesn't get cold feet by imprinting that image in her brain? Or was it all a convoluted scheme to make out with Jacob? That bastard! Don't flatter yourself. Edward spat, eyes flashing. Believe me when I say that it is only that I love Bella this much that you and I are speaking at all. 
Jacob flashed back to those weird little pecks he'd seen him give her, like a bird eating. I care if I damage your face, Edward said with a cruel smile. Yours, the world could do without. We're getting off track. He continued before Jacob could even think of a response. There's no plan C, Jacob, because plan B will work. It simply needs time and perseverance. Jacob blinked. That didn't mean what he thought it meant. He stared at Cullen. Cullen better fucking not! Jacob, Edward said gravely, he cannot afford to fail. Think of the consequences. The consequences. Bella dead, fucked to death by a vampire, or survived by the skin of her teeth and made a marble demon. That must be what he meant. Ending her wedding night looking like she had been put through a meat grinder. What would Jacob give to save Bella's life? Ask him a few weeks ago, when he'd had hope. He would have said anything. He would have given anything. Gladly died himself to see Bella stay human. If he'd been willing to die in that battle, how petty was it, apparently, anything wasn't really anything. That this, not even death, was his limit. With Bella's life on the line, no, not even her life. Bella's face swam before his eyes, her skin hard and cold like stone, and her features crystalline and doll-like, as dead and lifeless as any statue. Except the eyes. Her eyes would be vibrant, traffic-light red. He wondered if she would ever realize what she had done to herself. If, when she inevitably killed people, she would regret what she'd thrown away. Or she'd be too far gone to realize it. A corpse masquerading as Bella Swan while the person she was now died in flame and agony during the transformation. He pictured all of that, along with Charlie's face. Sallow and gray with grief like Bella had been... When the leech left her, just thinking about it was unbearable. Next to him, Edward looked somber, mulling over Jacob's thoughts with him. It was telling, Jacob thought to himself, that he didn't offer a word of protest. Edward had fallen in love with the human, Jacob suddenly realized. Whether he'd still love the demon. I will. Edward said quickly, but something about it was almost too hasty, as if he were trying to convince himself more than Jacob. I simply wish you would... Consider what you would lose. Jacob felt some of the fight leave him. He sighed deeply. Yeah, me too. Edward half smiled and nodded. I know. They sat together in silence. If this works, Jacob said slowly, your plan B, what happens then? You mean does she remain human? Edward asked pointedly, clearly knowing exactly what Jacob was trying to get at here. Jacob nodded. Edward pursed his lips together into a weary smile. I'll try. I can't guarantee she'll stay human forever, but I'll try. I'll move the goalposts, I'll remind her of every human milestone, and I'll give her every incentive I can think of. Jacob wondered what incentives the leech could possibly offer that would appeal to Bella. She was pretty set on the vampirism thing. Jacob would know. The leech gave Jacob a look that could only be described as shrewd. Children would be the ultimate incentive, he said. Children? Jacob balked, but Edward looked serious. We, my family, cannot have children, Edward clarified, his expression not wavering once. Both biologically as well as morally. To have a child, to expose them to the secrets, would be to seal their fate, not to mention the danger of a human living in a den of vampires. There can be no children if Bella chooses my way of life. Jacob nodded slowly. So far, so... well, not good... Still, this all sounded reasonable. Though, at this point, 
Jacob had the lay of the land of Edward Cullen well enough to know that something was coming, and that something was going to knock him out of his seat. Which is why Bella is trying to assure me she doesn't want any. Edward continued. She doesn't want me to feel like I'm making her miss out. He smiled fondly, though there was sadness in his smile. And why are you bringing this up? Jacob asked warily. He had a pretty good idea, but he was going to make Edward say it himself. Edward gave him a knowing look, but indulged him. Because a human moment, maybe several human moments, could lead to an accident happening. And then, well, she would have to carry the child to term, now wouldn't she? And after that... Jacob's mouth fell open, and once again, only a single word came out. Dude! Oh, don't make it cross. Edward said, as if Jacob had actually said anything. As if it hadn't been Edward saying everything. Dude, you sound... Evil, was what Jacob wanted to say. Of course, it wasn't really evil. That was the wrong word. Maybe ruthlessly pragmatic was a better term. Plus, Jacob sort of agreed with Cullen on most of this. It seemed like they agreed on the end goal, but... This was some shady shit. With dawning horror, Jacob realized that this, however awful it might sound on paper, might actually be for Bella's own good. Didn't you say anything, Jacob? Edward reminded him, a knowing look in his eyes. Once again, Jacob was reminded that he thought death was the biggest, worst thing he could offer. His own death on the battlefield, or at least the hint of it, all for some scrap of affection. That had been the greatest thing he could do for love. Apparently, Cullen had been prepared for much longer to go much further, and much, much lower. I will do as I must, Edward said stoically. It does not matter what the world might think of me for it. Yeah, apparently not. Jacob was still reeling. Anything for love. There was something in Edward's eyes now, something fiercely triumphant. He had found his ticket to keeping Bella human, his golden path, and it was fucking Jacob Black. For a brief moment, Jacob felt reassured. If Edward really wanted to save Bella, as much as Jacob himself did, if not more, if he was willing to resort to this level of ruthless, machine-like pragmatism, then fucking Jacob was just another cog in the wheels. The act was gay, but the motive was not. Now you're getting it. Jacob could only nod mutely. Yeah, Jacob was getting it. Jesus, he was lucky Edward didn't think Jacob's murder was necessary because he'd totally fucking do it. That would be easy, Edward said with a huff of laughter. Well, perhaps not. I've, uh, I, I, I've come to admire you. What? Jacob asked dumbly. You're my true rival, Edward said with a nod towards him. I had thought about others, of course. Mike Newton had persistence, still does, even now. But they made no impression on her, not truly. No one did. Until you. Jacob looked at Edward Cullen, truly looked at him. This was... this was a villain's monologue. I tried everything I could think of to sever your bond. Edward continued casually, an amused smile on his lips as he took in Jacob's expression. Everything I could think of without destroying our recovering relationship. Nothing worked. I stayed in her life. Even now, after you have given her an ultimatum, I could not defeat you. 
You have been unfurthy adversary. Forget about the blood sucking, about the vampirism. This was something else. Somehow, Edward Cullen had just revealed himself to be a terrifying in a darker, more sinister way than vampires were. Vampires were terrifying bastards, to be true, but they were honest. They attack, you fight, someone wins. This was a different kind of monstrous. Moderated. Edward corrected, not looking nearly as disturbed as he should by any of this. I am moderated, Jacob. That is all. Jacob stared at him. Jacob found himself numbly asking the million-dollar question. You realize you won't be able to be in that kid's life. Edward smiled implacably. I'll be the child's protector. That is enough. Edward abruptly laughed. A wretched, joyous sound. Who knows? There might be more than one. Can we talk about the original plan? Jacob asked weakly. You know, the first part before the, uh, kids? Yes, of course. Edward agreed with a nod. You mustn't rush things. Jacob needed to be drunk for this conversation. He should have been drunk at the start of this. I need you sober for this. Edward denied, nose wrinkling in distaste, probably believing himself above such things as drunkenness, which Jacob supposed was good for him because he couldn't get shit-faced even if he wanted to. No, you don't, Jacob said, standing and making his way to the kitchen where one of these bloodsuckers had to store some booze. You're the man with the plan. Jacob was just here for the heavy labor and was increasingly fine with that. He whooped aloud when he found three unopened bottles of sherry in one cupboard. Mama Cullen to the rescue, apparently. You're underage, Edward said from the living room, his teeth gritted by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, if he's old enough to kill vampires and be a stud, then Jacob was old enough to drink. He returned to the living room with one bottle opened and half empty already. Shapeshifters took longer to get drunk than regular humans. That damned inhuman metabolism. But Jacob was willing to work for it. I cannot drive you home. Edward reminded Jacob with a look of dull irritation. Even if I was so inclined, the best I could do is drop you at the border. Not getting that wasted, Jacob said, though he was certainly going to try. He grinned to himself at the image of himself throwing up on some of the nice furniture in the house. I would throw you through the window before I'd drop off bile so much as hit the floor. Edward hissed looking genuinely, terrifyingly angry. Yeah, yeah, Jacob muttered, though he slowed down a little. So, plan C, which is actually just plan B, Jacob started, motioning with the bottle to Edward. How do we do it? Ballot's coming over tomorrow at nine. You'll come by as well a half hour or so later. I can text you. You come by and we entice her. How do you keep her from booking it out of the house and driving off? Jacob asked. Naturally, I'll be the one picking her up, Edward said with a self-satisfied smile. It's too far to walk back to town on foot, and too dangerous on a two-lane road. Bella will be effectively trapped here. Dude, Jacob said again, after a very long pause and a very large swig of sherry. You're not very good at the whole feminism making women feel safe kind of thing, are you? I am in great support of the rights of women. Edward said, looking extremely irritated once again. I simply know Bella too well. She'll never see the reason if she has a means of escaping it. Jacob suddenly wondered if Edward would be asking Jacob to sabotage Bella's truck engine in the near future. 
Now he'd probably steal her battery himself. Jacob took another drink. Edward was frowning at Jacob and the bottle in displeasure. Well, Jacob was feeling better, so fuck you, leech. Okay, Jacob said. So Bella's stuck here, and we're here. Then what? We entice her. Edward repeated, looking as if he wasn't quite sure what Jacob was getting at. Entice her how? Jacob pressed. If Edward could flush, Jacob was sure he'd be bright red. He shifted uncomfortably in his seat, pointedly staring at Esme's art again. Kissing. Touching. He swallowed thickly, his embarrassment plain to see. Flirtations, innuendo, you know. Unfortunately, Jake did know. Are we setting up boundaries here? Jacob asked. Because that's all really vague, bloodsucker. I hadn't thought we needed them. Edward shot back, looking utterly appalled. Yeah, well, I hadn't thought about tongue, Jacob reminded him. That sliding rock was going to haunt him for the rest of his life. Oh, it wasn't exactly pleasant for me either, Edward said. You're everything. Leave something to be desired. (laughs) You'd better hope Bella doesn't feel the same way, Jacob scoffed, because this whole plan relies on her finding me very desirable. Edward frowned, as if this had never actually occurred to him. That's an excellent point. Wait. How had he thought this was going to work? Did he really think that Bella would sleep with him if she didn't find him attractive? That she'd just go for it? Edward's throwaway line about asking Dr. Acula to do it came back with sudden force to haunt Jacob. He wouldn't. Would he? Thankfully, you're on board, Edward said swiftly. So there's no need to involve Carlisle. Jacob took another drink. Then what? He asked when he did down grimacing slightly. Sherry was not good liquor for chugging. I'm thinking, Jacob, that you're not very fashionable and you don't put a lot of care into your appearance. Oh, hey now! We can't all have fancy Cullen money. Some of us have to work for a living, you know? Not to mention that there was a reason Jacob looked the way he did. He used to have long hair, great hair, but with the shifting that had to go immediately. As for the clothes, well... The shorts were a pain enough. He'd lost track of the pairs he'd busted through. And since he could run around without a shirt, he just didn't see the point anymore. It wasn't like Jacob wanted any of this. He looked great. He rocked it. And he'd admit as much. But it wasn't like he'd gone and signed up for it either. Jacob, I know all of that. Edward said in a tone that said he knew, all right. But he didn't care. My point is, you need to be desirable to Bella. As desirable as possible. Jacob took a look at Edward with his tousled hair that looked expertly stylized, his stupid fancy brand name clothing, and his absurdly pretty features. If men were different types, Edward was Legolas and Jacob was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Bella, apparently, liked her men Elfie. Fuck! Edward smiled. Now, Jake, don't be such a pessimist. Couldn't exactly shrink the pecs, though, could he? I'll have you know, I'm quite muscular. Edward insisted. Jacob just looked at him. He didn't say a word. Edward huffed and glared and looked all the less imposing for it. He did the makeover, Jacob. He snapped. Jacob wasn't as surprised as he would have been just an hour ago, or if anybody but Edward Cullen had said that to him. 
Somehow, he was already getting used to the things the leech got himself to say. Guess there's something to shock therapy after all. Sure, if you think it'll work, Jacob said with a sigh. He didn't even know why he would bother protesting at this point. The time for that had passed hours ago. It will likely not work tomorrow, Edward said. Nor immediately after your transformation. However, we have weeks before the wedding. We have time. Are you going to kidnap her here every day? Jacob asked with a laugh. Edward took him seriously. If I have to, yes. Never mind. Jacob could still be shocked by the shit Edward Cullen could say. He opened his mouth and closed it. Edward just shrugged. I've done it before. You've done it before? Jacob blurted. To protect her, yes. It was when the newborns were still at large. Edward explained. That was actually a legit reason. It also lined up with what Jacob remembered. He hadn't been able to talk to Bella for ages because she was always with Leechface or at his house. Jacob now vaguely remembered the first time she'd come to the res. She'd mentioned some difficulty in being able to get there. Of course, then she'd been given permission to come over and had been moot point. Edward just nodded. Do you have a plan, then? He asked. Jacob set aside the now empty bottle of sherry and reached for the next with a sigh. Well, I guess so. No questions? Nah, I feel like it'd only get weird. Weirder, Jacob said. And Cullen had the gall to look at Jacob as if he had no idea what he meant. Yeah. As Jacob saw himself out, Wobbling slightly on his way, but able to walk by himself, thank you very much. The other leeches returned. They looked from Jacob to Edward to Jacob again, and the bottle in his hands. And Jacob could just see the questions they were all mentally asking Edward. Dimly, Jacob remembered that anorexic leech couldn't see the future with Jacob in it. That was the reason for the whole Bella running off to Italy eaten by vampires thing which meant that she'd probably missed all of this. Well, Jacob wasn't going to explain it. Stumbling slightly, he raised the bottle at Dr. Fang in salute, before phasing. The bottle smashed to the ground, his paws unable to hold onto it. The big leech burst out laughing, and Jacob heard a few others snicker. In the doorway, Edward groaned. Good thing Jacob was too drunk to really care about his pride. He rolled his shoulders in a shrug, and turned towards Edward with one final nod. See you tomorrow. Then he ran.